Hello and welcome to the IBC Podcast. This is a time where senior pastor Todd Fisher and student pastor Aaron Fulbright come together and have a conversation over Todd's message the previous Sunday. Todd and Aaron will ask questions and dig deeper into the message and explain how to apply the Word of God to our lives, as well as having other conversations about what's going on in the life of our church. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of the IBC Podcast, the number one podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you might find your podcast, according to rumors. Todd, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm a little tired, um, but you preached yesterday. I did. We've had a long week, and we've had our we had our depth discipleship depth. retreat. You've, um, you've been busy, and then yeah, but it's been good. It's been good. Uh, you were here last week. I was trying to remember. Yeah, you were here last week. It was like, two weeks before that. Yeah, two weeks before year. I was gone on Mondays. How's uh, how's Can being the president? It's uh, a little bit more than I bargained for, yeah. but I'm surviving. It's yeah. it's okay. It's Figured. good. Tends to happen. Yeah, it's good stuff. I uh, I was the president of my senior class in high school, and I'm still having to deal with that. Yes, uh, you are, because you're organizing the reunions. Yep, COVID let me gave me uh, the opportunity not to have it last year. Um, I'm assuming no one from my high school is listening to this, um, <laughs> but we have to do it this year, so uh, I'm not looking. Nobody forward Nobody in Salisaw listens to podcasts. Oh, they probably do, but probably none with my name on the podcast. So. Okay, I have a joke today. Okay, give it to me. It's not a dad joke. It's just so a joke. So it's better? Joke. I don't know. Okay, let's the see. The audience can determine this. Okay. Our our what is Dominic? Is he our producer? Is that what you call is that what you call somebody who's turning the knobs and dials over there? I guess so. And so we'll we'll see if Dominic, our producer, thinks Producing this joke live. Is funny. So tells you he thinks the joke's funny. Two guys are out hunting, okay? And they come across this super deep hole in the ground. I mean, they look down in the hole, and it is so deep. I mean, so they're just, I wonder how deep this hole is. So, you know, they're out there hunting and stuff. So they see this old, rusty anvil laying there. And so the two of them pick up this anvil, and they throw it in that hole, you know, waiting to hear it hit the bottom to see how deep the hole is. Okay. Never hear the thing hit. I mean, it's a deep hole. And not like 10 seconds after they throw this anvil into the hole, here comes this goat just running like 100 miles an hour right at him, and the goat jumps right in between the two of them and dives right into that hole. These two guys are like, man, that's weird. And then, uh, you know, several minutes later, they hear this voice call, Becky, Becky. And this farmer walks up, and he looks at these two guys, and he says, uh, hey, have y'all? Have y'all seen a goat around here? My 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 goat Becky is missing. And the two hunters go, Yeah, as a matter of fact, strangest thing. This goat just came running by us breakneck speed, almost ran us right over, and just dove right in this deep hole in the ground. And the farmer says, God, that's impossible. I don't know how she did that. I had her chained to an anvil. That was very long-winded, but quality at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Hey, I even got a I even got a young guy like Dominic to laugh yeah, at that. You, you let, the, let the record note when I first told that to Aaron, he didn't even laugh. No, I didn't. Millennials, not. come on. You know. Aaron, you preached for me Sunday. I did. I did. Thank you for the opportunity. Now it let's just good. turn the tables on this podcast today, shall we? Oh, so every how the week you always, every week you always tell me, hey, just like in a sentence or whatever, I want you to summarize 
the message. So I'm going to ask you, in, in a sentence or, or, or two, just tell us what was your sermon about Sunday? Uh, we talked about how God grants rest to all who believe in Him. Saw the sober warning that any of us can miss out on God's rest, but those who believe uh, have the opportunity of God's eternal rest in heaven. And what was the text? Hebrews 4, 1 through 10. So you you did a great job, by the way. Well, thanks. Appreciate that. I really enjoyed that. You are a gifted Bible teacher. So I had a couple of things as I listened to your sermon that I thought would be good for our podcast today. One of the, I thought one of the best parts, most insightful parts of your sermon based on that text was in the part of the sermon when you talked about um, how we're, we're often tempted or lured to go for like substitute rests, mm-hmm. fake rests. What, what was the word you used? Rest replacements. Rest replacements. I want you to expand on that just a little bit. Yeah, what, so tell, tell us a little bit more about that. You know, I think we we live in a herd culture. I spent a little bit of starting our introduction with that, and um, you know, in this hurriedness, we're always looking for something maybe to satisfy us, give us purpose. But ultimately, what we want it to be is a uh, escape from whatever we're dealing with. And so, I called it a rest replacement because uh, we learned that Jesus is our ultimate rest, but. We think that we can find the rest we're longing for apart from from Jesus. So um, a rest replacement, they can be good things um, like uh, our family. Um, So you can make your spouse a rest replacement, your kids a rest replacement. But what happens is rather than just loving them and caring for them as a way to honor God, we find our identity and our purpose for everything we're doing about them. The problem is our spouse or our kids are always going to disappoint us, um, and so it doesn't actually give us rest. Uh, other things might even include like the church or job, but they can also be sinful stuff. Um, you know, you can find rest in an illicit relationship, in some sort of substance. Uh, maybe it's an emotion or an attitude, uh, but we think that if I have this attitude, if I enjoy this sin, then it's going to give me just kind of a break from all the chaos. But the truth is it doesn't actually give us rest because now we feel the guilt and the shame of our sin or we face the consequences that that stuff brings. Mm -hmm. So there's a more deep-seated rest even on, you know, on our, in our life on this earth now Mm -hmm. that, that can be. But I think there's another, uh, in your message, even a deeper aspect of that that you brought up about eternal rest. Yeah. And what what is the importance for us as Christians to know that really at the end of the day, what we are all awaiting, what we are all longing for, our great expectation as a Christian is eternal rest. What, what does that do for us in our day-to-day lives? How does that help us in times of turmoil and trouble like the Hebrews mm-hmm. were going through, to know that there is a deeper real rest we can have on this earth. But at, but at the end, we're going for this eternal rest. Yeah. What, what does that do for our mindset, our perspective? What does that do for us in day-to-day lives? Yeah, to me, it... It encourages us, but it also humbles us. Um, it encourages us knowing. It encourages us knowing that we haven't missed out on it. You know, I think sometimes in life we feel like maybe we have screwed up our lives so much that it can't be mm-hmm. fixed. Um, maybe our marriages have fallen apart, or maybe we've hit a dead end job, or in our, our minds a dead end job, and and it, we we just think that rest just isn't possible. So going back to what I talked about that we go out to that rest replacements, but if we know that we have eternal rest in our future, 
then it, it helps us fight through the mundane. It helps us f- get over the fact that we haven't, we're not too far gone, that God is still mm-hmm. redeeming us and working in us. Um, but it also humbles us because sometimes when life is going really great, right. we think we have arrived. Mm-hmm. And one of the dangers of arriving when you haven't arrived is you just give up. You know, if you go mm-hmm. on a road trip and you think you've arrived at, you know, Disney World, just like what the bumper was talking right, about. Right. Um, but if you stop in the middle of of Georgia when you're driving, right, if you think you've arrived but you haven't, you're not actually where you need right, to be. Right. And I think sometimes in life we take God's blessings and we assume that he's happy with everything. Mm-hmm. And then as a result, we begin to live in less faith and we don't really trust him because we trust the resources he's given us. Uh, but then what happens is we recognize that our faith really never was in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing it's in the future, it humbles us to persevere, to endure the difficulty. Um, and then one thing I want to add to that, maybe going back to the encouragement, is that it makes sense to the difficulty that we face, like knowing for the Hebrews that the promised land or the eternal rest is in the future, it helps them make sense of the difficulty that they are facing. So while our minds are kind of waging war against us or our bodies, or we still face temptation, knowing that the rest is in the future, it helps us not lose hope Mm -hmm. as we face difficulty today. That's really good, man. Um, there was another thing that I wanted to bring up in our podcast that I want you to talk about that I thought was good. It was kind of more towards the beginning of your sermon. I think it was under your, your first point, and you, you were kind of building on the message I had preached the previous Sunday about anyone's heart can mm-hmm. become hardened, and we, there's a sense where we have to watch ourselves, like the author uh, says there. But you were, you were talking about in that about the need, the need for church. Mm-hmm in our lives that will keep us from falling prey to a hardened heart or, or the, the, the counterfeit rests, you know, like you were talking about. And you kind of made a connection of church and family Mm -hmm. in that message. And I think that's, that's a very, very important thing that you, you were able to touch on, on that. And if you, you had a couple of minutes here, how would you maybe unpack that a little bit more? Our need for church, the church in, in kind of a, idea as a family, you yeah. know, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. Kind of unpack that a little bit. More. Yeah, so, you know, if you take the Old Testament and we talked about Israel in the wilderness, you know, they were responsible for one another. Um, you know, it, it wasn't that a few bad eggs existed in Israel, but the whole nation seemed to be corrupt. Um, and so they collectively were just leading people astray. And when you look in the Old Testament, what we see is God building this biological family, the nation of Israel, who's meant to bless the the nations. Now, there is a sense of there's a spiritual Israel, but God's expectation was everyone within the biological Israel would be a part of that spiritual Israel, but they they don't believe. So when you come to the New Testament, no longer is God building a biological family. He's building a spiritual family. Like in the Old Testament, in Genesis chapter 1, Adam and Eve are commanded to um, to bear children, to have many kids. But we come to the New Testament, and that's no longer our command. Our command is to go and make disciples. Um, so God's image bearers today, they don't come about spiritually just from having babies. They come about from us sharing the gospel and people believing. So this family, this church, and I know we're kind of maybe getting deep into some theology, but um, in my mind as I read Scripture, we, we see the nation or the, the, the church kind of replacing the nation of Israel, better yet, the nation of Israel becoming 
the church. And so we, as Gentiles, non-Jews, being grafted in to Israel. Um, and so because of that, the church being that spiritual family uh, that God is now creating and God is using, well, just like any other family we're a part of, um, we have the responsibility to be completely involved in each other's lives. And I use the illustration, um, I think maybe in one of the services, I don't remember if it was all of them, but I said how... Uh, you know, whenever your kid calls and said, hey, mom, I forgot my cleats, or you get bad news about another family member, everything in your life stops um, because your family interferes with everything. It's the same thing with the church, that we should allow people to interfere into our lives because there's nothing that we do as individuals that's separated from the church. Mm, that's good. Yeah, we're very individualistic mm -hmm. in our culture today. Yeah. You're showing your... Uh covenantal replacement theology. I am you, yeah. There. Now yeah. you know where I'm at. We should we should so. have a podcast on that one day. Yeah. <laughs> Need to be longer than a twelve to fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah. So uh, Aaron Fulbright, are you covenantal or dispensational in your theology? <laughs> uh okay, that's it. Great yeah. job Sunday. Now you close us out like you always do. Yeah, awesome. So um now we will be wait hold on, we got one more thing. Uh foreshadow for next week. So next week we're looking at Hebrews four 11 verses eleven through thirteen, right? Yes. Famous so, passage about the Bible. Yeah, so kind of give us a preview, one minute, one sentence, something. The word of God, living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, yeah. able to pierce bone and marrow. And I think we're gonna talk about now the author of Hebrews is gonna talk about the role of revelation, the role of mm. the the word and all of what we've been talking about up to this point. Yeah. It'll be good and the topic, yeah. see It'll... the relevance of Scripture and the mm -hmm. culture we live in. So, um, so yeah, with that, we'd love for you to check out the sermon from Sunday morning. Um, you can find it on our podcast or on our website, ibcshawnee.org. Um, also, just kind of keep in mind some things coming up uh, next. Uh, sorry, not next Sunday, but the 28th, we will have Mark Wright's celebration, his retirement celebration. So, um, church family, we'd love for you to join us for that that evening. And then also we have Easter coming up uh, on Friday the 5th. We are going to have our Good Friday service at 6.30 in the worship service with the Lord's Supper. Um, that next morning on the 6th from 9 to 12 on our campus, we are going to have our uh, Passion Journey Easter Egg Hunt. And then new to this year because of COVID, um, we will have our Easter services on campus, same times, 8.30, 9.45, and 11. We won't have small groups that morning. It's going to kind of help us with some crowd management, um, be able to put places, people in places so that we can all fit. Um, so we would love for you to join us on um, that, that, that weekend. And then finally, don't forget to... Uh, Get your tickets for the David Phelps concert on April 15th. Um, thanks so much for checking out the podcast today, and we look forward to seeing you on Sunday.